Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days. Luca Nation. I did, that was, sorry. No, go ahead. Kick it off, last Scott. Time. Yeah, that was last, <laughs> that was time. last time. Page yelled at you. Yeah, yeah, you remember now. <laughs> remember now. He's got. So this is the intro. It's a catchy tagline, right yeah. before he hit. I remember the like, question first came rule in. about auctions. Don't talk about auctions because <laughs> you know behind the scenes, I, you know the, these things they start off right. Mm-hmm. They they don't just. Yeah. It doesn't just put you know flick a button and Scotty says, "All right, today's going to be auctions." You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of work that goes into this, a lot of building. So go ahead. Last time we were here. Last time you were on, you uh, you know, we were kicking it around. I know, and and how many product ideas have I told you guys about since? <laughs> yeah, it's quite a few, and we can't talk about any of them. Stallstock's <laughs> got a pipeline of crazy stuff. So, Andrew, we've stolen your first minute, and nobody does an intro like you. Why don't you tell the folks who we have here with us? Cool. So, this is someone <laughs> so I've got to. I'm not mad at all. I'm not mad at all. So, this is someone I've got to know pretty well over the last year. And I think one of the best parts about the hobby is at the end of the day, the people, right? We always forget that businesses are built by people. And this is someone who's a young entrepreneur. He's somebody that I've had a ton of conversations offline. And he's someone that really wants to do right and do well by the hobby. We guys, we know how difficult business is. And this is a business that we've watched grow in front of our eyes. They've done the right things. They've been methodical. They built the products out well. Like Scott just asked, how many product releases have I told you since then? He said zero because they're trying to do this the right way. And I have confidence that they will. So I'm really, really, really excited to have Scott Greenberg from Starstock on. And today, guys, we're going to be announcing that Starstock now offers auctions. This is something that's a huge deal. People that are in the hobby know how important liquidity is, right? Being able to get out of a card so you could get into something else. Super important. And now... You have to do it the right way. So I'm excited to have you on and share to, with people in our audience how it's exactly going to work. But I know it's going to be a game changer. It's going to be a killer. And I'm so excited for you guys to finally roll this out. Thank you. Uh, good to be on. That's quite the intro. Um, yeah. Auctions, November 23rd, next Tuesday. Um, we're really excited. So we're, we're rolling it out. We're going to be going live every night, 7 to 8 p.m. Um, doing auctions for one hour. Um, and so we'll, we'll auction off anywhere between, I'd say, 20 and 30 cards or so. Um, these will be, uh, you know, one minute, one to three minute auctions. Um, every single one will start at $1 out of the gate. Um, and, and then we'll go from there. We're, we're really excited to put this out. We can't wait to hear, hear everybody's feedback um, and then continue to, to refine it until we believe it's, you know, the, the best auction platform that there is. So when does it start? November 23rd is our first auction. We actually pushed the code live about two hours ago. So if you go to our breaks page, you'll see that our first auctions up there. So you'll see, you can even see the cards that, that are up for auction, um, on Tuesday and today throughout the weekend, we'll be adding the rest of the auctions for next week as well. So you'll be able to go in um, and see what we have on store. And the cards that are being auctioned starting the 23rd, where are those coming from? 
we are sourcing all of the cards for the first few weeks ourselves. Um, so we are going to take 100% of the seller risk um, in the beginning as we, you know, refine the platform and really figure out, uh, you know, what we're doing to some extent, essentially. And so we are sourcing these all ourselves. Um, the goal is to then open it up to the rest of our user base really shortly. Um, and so we're, you know, we're excited to, um, you know, allow our users to basically go into their collection and um, request any of their cards to be put up for auction. I know this is going to sidetrack it, but I just got to go this direction. We talk about provenance in cards. There is a card there, a Tyler Hero, uh -oh. color PSA. 10. Of course, that, that was, was Dan Marino. That was owned by Tyler. Andrew Goldberg. So you guys <laughs> out there bidding on this <laughs> provenance? You know whose wallet, who's held this card before? That was graded by your truly. So we you need to change that. that. Put that in the in the title. Yes, you have to put the description. Provenance matters. Provenance matters. The Andrew Goldberg. If, if 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 your card picks are anything like your football picks, everyone, it might go for like twenty five percent off. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know you're listening, though, Scott. <laughs> Look, here's my thing, right? And I'll just leave it at this, and you tell me if I'm wrong here. Why this is groundbreaking? People have done auctions, right? People have done auctions, and people have done vaulting, right? I can name a half dozen auction houses that I can bid at, and you name it. There are also other people out there who are doing these quick auctions, one minute, two minute, three minute auctions, different sides of the equation, right? One big auction house having these, you know, two week auctions with extended bidding and all this stuff. Other side of the equation, you got these one to three minute quick, let's call them instant liquidity type of auctions because that's what they are, right? You want to sell your card, you can get out on liquidity, boom, adds it in there. But what star stock sitting in the middle is going to be able to do unless i'm wrong and i have been wrong once or twice in, in 500 episodes so tell me if i'm wrong but if you're i'm right, right i think this wrong. could be a game changer it's people have an account they go on they bid once this is actually done they click it they pay they have the money in their account and boom that card is in their account there's no shipping to worry about there's no logistics to worry about it's you're the winning bidder that card is now in your account for you to, if you want it, ask for it to be sent home. Or you want to keep it in your account and sell it in an auction next week after that player has a great game on Sunday or scores 40 points in, in the playoffs or whatever it may be. That's instant. That's not, hey, I bought an, a card in this auction. I pay the invoice and they're going to move it to some other state or or it's got to be logged in. It's already logged in. right? It's auction and boom, it's in your vault. That's pretty cool. So am I right? That you know, I mean, that's that's what I think. Uh, <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that's something that you know I think is going to be really cool for our user base. Uh, we're going to start off only doing graded cards, but you know, hoping you know somewhat soon we will start auctioning mm -hmm. off wax, um, packs of cards, break spots, um, and then like raw cards as well, which which I think is 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 interesting. Just kind of hearing what where you were saying, Cage, like, you know, let's say you were to pull an awesome card in a break on starstock.com. You don't want to wait to get that card graded yourself or do whatever with it. You can then request to put that card up for auction. And there might be someone else that's going to want that raw card that will be willing to, you know, wait a few months to go send that off to get graded or, um, you know, is, is a fan of that player and, and wants to get it shipped home. And so, 
Um, we're excited. You know, we're we're trying to build uh, a suite of you know uh, tools and 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 games and and uh, uh, products for people to use on top of our marketplace um, at Starstock. I'm willing to bet they will. With like the great with the the breaks, you always see like when you go to watch people's breaks, like when someone pulls something that's cool. There's always someone in the comments like, "How much? How much? Take that, right?" Mm -hmm. And you. If, because they're emotionally invested in that break too, right? Someone else pulled it, but but they're emotionally invested and they're they're likely to go in auction and sometimes two, three bidders. So for yeah. the for the breaking, instant auctions, I think will be super, super interesting. And then like selling spots in breaks via the live auction. I think what we're seeing is people are spending more and more time online and they want to play kind of these games, like these, it's kind of like financial games that we're playing. And these lower end, is it not? Games? It is. I mean, listen, I'm laughing because you're right. And it's, it's, it's odd that that's where we are presently, but it really is. Tell us. So you have the auctions, you guys have ramped up your team. You guys have done a lot of things really, really well in 2021. What does Starstock 2022 look like? And don't say one year away. Like, Buster. <laughs> like what does 2022 Starstock? Cause for me, people don't realize building a business is brick by brick by brick. And sometimes you don't realize that like you have a full wall built until you take a step back. And mm -hmm. to me, this auctions is sort of like one of those final bricks that ties together a lot of what Starstock has been doing before. Mm -hmm. What does the business look like in 2022 for you guys? Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to continue to focus really hard on, on our product. And, and, you know, I just said, you know, we're, we're we're, we're trying to build a suite of, of things for people to do within the sports card space, trying to, you know, streamline the hobby um, and, and just make it easier and faster to do things. <laughs> um, and so as we get into 2022, you know, the, the focus will remain the same. I, I think um, we've been really excited with the um, live breaking product that we put that we put out in July and, and auctions is kind of an extension on top of that. It's like, you know, star stock live, let's call it. So we'll continue to, to really um, invest in, and focus efforts there. Um, but I think there's a lot, um, a lot of improvement to be made on the marketplace as well. Um, I think auctions will really give the marketplace a, a good lift um, and, and will create more liquidity, create more activity, um, on our marketplace. I think that they complement each other really well. Um, so I say, you know, as, as we go into 2022, the focus will remain the same, you know, continue to work on building the best product and continue to build out the team, um, to, you know, uh, bring in the best talent that, that we possibly can. Your Knicks have the best defensive rating off the bench and the worst offensive rating for their starting lineup. Kemba's been benched in the fourth quarter. Basically, I think the last three, four games. All right, GM Scotty Greenberg, your star stock is now a $50 billion business. Uh, your partners with, you know, the biggest businessmen in America. You own part of the Knicks. Gary V's still trying to buy the Jets, but you have already bought the Knicks. Tell okay. us. What do you do? What are you doing with this team? <laughs> it was funny. I was talking to someone about it earlier today, and we were having a good laugh because I was basically like, you know, we don't need to do that much. We just need to get rid of all of our starters. <laughs> you know, like we have a good bench. <laughs> our bench is great. Um, what do we do? I don't know, man. Like we're like we're 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 performing exactly like how we should right now. Um, we got off to a really great start. 
I, I think that, um, you know, I think the season is really in the hands of RJ Barrett and Evan Fournier. Like, I think that's going to make or break the whole entire season. Like, I think we, I, I, I think Randall's going to bounce back a little bit. Um, between, I didn't have high expectations for Kemba. And I think between Kemba and D Rose, one of them's usually playing well. D Rose is, is one of the best backup point guards in the league. He's Great. amazing. And so like, we were on this huge run in the beginning because Fournier was putting up like 30 points a game. It was nuts. The guy couldn't miss a three-pointer. And so I think a lot of it's going to ride on him and, and RJ. Like, it, can RJ make the next step? And I honestly, as a Nick fan, I'd take a losing record if RJ had a really good season over a really good season and RJ not playing well. So, what you mean is like RJ put it start getting like 25 a game because right yeah. now he's like always at 17, 18, but he's not a threat to go for 30. Yeah, uh, he needs to put the ball in, it, in his right hand more. That's the thing I'm really concerned about. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's really shooting, he's shooting the ball well. Yeah, I that's what I'm concerned about. Is it, but he, he's really he's, <laughs> he's improved a lot defensively, he's he's improved his shot. Just can he go to the right? It's it's painful watching John ja Morant and and he's like a generational talent, but. He puts up like 25 shots a night and he's just like absolutely on fire. And all I want is for RJ to be doing that. So um, that's been the main focus for me. Uh, if I'm GM, I'm, I'm look, maybe looking to move Randall. Uh, hmm. But, but that's Randall for Zion straight up. Who says no? I'm not saying no. Cage, you think the Pelicans say yes? No, no way, no way they say no. yes. No way, everyone's, He's a big so, down. Boy. everyone's yeah, so down on Zion right now because they think he weighs so much. But did you watch how good he was last year? They don't think that that's just a fact. The scale doesn't <laughs> lie, yeah. But the last time we watched him, <laughs> the last time we watched him play basketball, he was really good. Listen, I'm I am getting sick and tired of, of this fat, tired. First fat person. Hit. <laughs> It's right? not fat person hate. We fat just, people we just get a lot of stuff done. Fat people can get 500 episodes done with your lazy ass. No, I'm just kidding. So, but here's the deal, right? So, I mean, that's the story. I mean, like, yeah, I, mean, I get it. But here's the thing, Scott. You don't even understand. The Knicks are going to be the one seed this year. Yeah. The Knicks are going to be the I, one seed in the East. I Forget about that. a losing record. This handsome guy at the peak, he has this uncanny ability of calling tops. He just doesn't know their tops when he calls them. He thinks they're bottoms, right? <laughs> the Knicks had just gone on a little bit of a run. And he's like, Knicks are going to be the one seed in the East. That's it. Forget about it. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. The one seed? He's, and we he kind of heads a little. He's like, maybe, maybe it's two seed. One or two we seed. Were, we were the one, we were the number one team in the East for a hot a minute. sack. Yeah. And I, I did screenshot it. And so, you know, maybe I'll turn it into an NFT or something. We can, yes! we can, we can sell it on the... On, on your <laughs> that's it your let's go <laughs> let's go listen uh, i think there are a lot of good pieces there i mean you got kevin knox i mean he's just amazing and uh no no kevin knox we're not allowed to not allowed to bring him up to the next well day. kevin knox's cards were i think like 15 20 which is less than a psa tag grading fee and he's still on the roster so he you usually don't keep a, like why do you think they keep him on the roster but never play him he plays at the end it. He plays he at the end a, of the game. He was time. a Kentucky guy. I remember yeah, going yeah. to the White Plains show in late 18, and people had stacks of Prism base cards in their showcases. And I'd say, okay, well, how much is that one? How much is that one? And people were like, it was two bucks for De'Aaron Fox. 
a buck for Devontae Graham. You know, I'm bringing up Devontae. You know, I love him. A buck for Devontae Graham. Three bucks for Aiton. But they wanted eight bucks for Knox base cards. This was probably right after his uh, his his uh, preseason Las Vegas summer league performance, where I guess best player ever. But yeah, yeah but I mean, I, there was a time guys, where he was like, people thought he was going to be the next big thing. You guys know this. Let's say he goes to Houston, right? Like that's just one example, and he gets a lot of runtime. The guy's twenty two years old. Could you not see? Like he still has potential. He's twenty two years old. He just yeah. the Knicks have a system, and they don't play him a lot, and they don't have like a running gun offense. Maybe he could do well elsewhere. Yeah, it's just all about – it's all a matter of what you consider well. Like, he could go and be a good role player elsewhere, and I hope he is. But, like, he's just – you know, he's not going to be he, – he won't be an all-star. Andrew's saying if he goes to Houston, he could put up 20 points a game because he could be Kevin Porter Jr. and they have no other options. Dude, I, I'm, all I'm saying is you guys don't know because he hasn't played, but the kid is 22 years old, and he had oh, totally. flashes of potential. So, like, totally. we dismiss players who don't play – I don't know, man. I, what I always say is, is if he had the confidence of Emmanuel quickly, he'd have the he'd have a chance of being an all star. He's that I think he's that talented. I think he's just like in his head. New York's a tough place to play. We know that. Mm-hmm. Mark Mark mm-hmm. Sanchez came here and jumped into someone's butt and butt fumbled. So it's it's a tough place to play. I don't know why Mark Sanchez came to mind. <laughs> Dude, I was in Mexico when that happened, uh, and I saw that live. It was uh, imprinted in my head. Back to Starstock, and we'll, we'll wrap here, guys. Scott has what, to go. What do they call a butt fumble in, in, in Mexico? Is there, like, a different word for it? Can you translate it? You've been learning Spanish. Um, un poquito. So what's a butt <laughs> fumble in Espanol? Como se dice butt fumble en Espanol, por favor? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. I'm blushing. <laughs> And Scott's like, what, what did I ever see in these idiots? Yeah. <laughs> That's literally our, what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> our audience, uh, a lot of them, quite a few of them, are Starstock customers. They've been around for a while. They've seen it evolve from, you know, raw cards to, to graded cards to breaks. What would your ask be? Is it, you know, November 23rd, just give us a chance, 8 p.m., sign on and take a look, whether you're bidding or not? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd love for people to give it a give it a uh, give it a try this upcoming week, whether it's on the twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, whenever. What's cool about this is that we only have the the twenty third up right now. It's it's Friday afternoon. Um, by the end of the day, we should have our whole entire lineup for the week. And so, what's cool is that you can go in and just see if any of the cards interest you. Um, we we have full transparency behind what's going to be auctioned off. So. Go in, see if anything looks interesting to you on the twenty third. If not, don't you know you don't you don't need to come in and 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 participate. But if you find something interesting on the twenty fourth or twenty fifth, um, that might be a better day for you. And you know the biggest ask always for me is feedback. So we'd love for you to give it a shot um, and let us know what you think. And if you don't if you don't like different pieces of of the product, um, please let us know. We 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 know that it's 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 not a uh, not a final product yet. We're pushing this live on the twenty fourth, but we already have a list of things that we want to improve. We already have identified areas that that we think that um, we can do better on already. Uh, so, um, would love to hear from from you know all of our customers if 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 we're on a good path right now, or if, or if there's areas that they think we should change. So Scott, just to get people a, a feel for it, right? So one, get on there because you know. There could be some bargains, right? I mean, we're, yeah. they're doing everything they can to publicize this, right? But mm-hmm. if you're on there and people don't know about it and there's legit cards on there, there might be some bargains. But two, 
format-wise? Is it going to be someone on there like a live breaker, but instead of breaking, they're yeah. holding up the card and showing it yeah. off, or is it just you know like an automatic thing? Does somebody actually kind of like you know there with comments and that kind of stuff? So, yes, yeah, so you'll get both. So so you'll have one of the Starstock breakers on. It's all it's like what we're called. It's the centralized model. So mm-hmm. the format might look similar, um, but every single auction is going to be ran by a Starstock Starstock talent. Let's say so it'll be Starstock Jones. It'll be um, Kevin or it'll be uh, Matt or Mike. Um, and so you will be able to scroll through all of the product that we have on the website. So you'll be able to see like the, the card detail pages. Um, you'll be able to see not only like the card detail page from Starstock, but we'll show you the exact card that we're auctioning off. So you'll be able to see the slab. You'll see, you'll be able to see the cert number and all that stuff. And then our auctioneers will will be live and will actually have the physical product in hand as well. So you'll get the best of both worlds. You'll be able to see the card on the screen when it's live. um, And you'll also be able to see it underneath um, the video on our website. Awesome. Can't wait to check it out. I've said my piece. If you guys need to, you know, hear what my opinion on it is, is go back and listen to the few takes I had. I, I truthfully believe that building a business is brick by brick by brick. And I've seen how you guys work. I know the team well. I've met a ton of them at Bleecker, um, which is cool because, you know, you, you you don't know Starstock Jones or those guys, but you meet them and they're good people. They're funny. They're awesome to be around. But I do feel like this is that piece that connects all the pieces, you know? Sometimes you start a puzzle, you put the outside together, then you start filling in the inside. Auctions, which are like instant liquidity, get in, get out, move it. it it's it's exciting. It's spontaneous. Uh, it, it adds a layer to what you guys have been doing that's super beneficial to a customer. You obviously guys could feel my passion for it. Provenance, go buy my Tyler Hero Hollow PSA 10, subbed by me. Auth- Given the, the stamp of approval, I believe by Ian. I'm not sure if Ian's reviewed that card, Ian Authentication Network. Thank you, we're Scott. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna go check and make sure it's real now. Uh, <laughs> make sure there wasn't any you know shady stuff going on. <laughs> I forged a sixty dollar Tyler Hero card from Tulum as I was building <laughs> Lucas Tiger's bronze. Real quick, PSA submission. When PSA opens regular back, are you guys in play for that? Yeah, we're we're back on PSA submissions already. So oh bunch of cards submitted to PSA, let us know. We're doing PSA hotline right to Nat Turner through Starstock. No, I had no idea. No, PSA, SGC, um, CSG, we're doing them all basically. So once your card is in the vault, we'll do whatever you want us to do with with that card. It's as simple as that. Yep. And guys, stay tuned. We're Cage and I are going to have a normal episode. I have an incredible play. I'm going to talk a little NBA. Scott, I appreciate you. Have a good weekend, man. Appreciate you guys too. Thanks, Scott. Take care. My guy. Dude, so any takes on Starstock before I give you basically the, the ABCs of winning basketball games in the NBA? No, I mean, I'm excited for this. It's definitely something that's been in the works for a while. And, um, you know, what's funny is, um, you know, we do we we do tell people, you know, where we lie, right? We have Scott on. We have had Starstock sponsor our show before. We did a Starstock episode weekly. You guys remember that and the whole deal. But as it currently stands, we do not have a deal in place with Starstock. They're not paying us. They're not sponsoring us right now. Um, you know, our contract with them, you know, has 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 lapsed. We're not doing that Starstock episode. I'm sure there's an opportunity for us to work with them in the future. But when we heard that this was, um, you know, something that they were doing, something that we talked about previously, we're happy to have on Scott 
and I only mention this because, I mean, if you can tell my enthusiasm about the idea, it's because I think it's a cool thing for folks in the hobby. It's not because I'm being paid to be happy about this. I want to make sure you guys know that. Um, it's part of what we have to talk about because we're out here talking about this stuff and, you know, presenting these things to you. Um, one of the things about Starstock that I personally didn't love was the lack of liquidity. You know, I don't love opening my Gmail every day and getting a $180 offer for my Zion PSA 10 that I have. You know, I don't love getting, you know, a $480 offer on Luca PSA 10. But if I want to sell it on Starstock, I got to wait for someone to buy it for my price. I got to lower the price. Or it sounds like now, if it's a card I'm willing to risk to get liquidity on and sell through an auction, those are cards that I now have another way to sell. And that's a good thing. That's moving the business forward. It's answering some of the issues that the user base had about liquidity. And to me, it's a, it's, it, it is, it is a, it's a good move for them. So thanks for allowing me that. You know, we've talked about what I thought was the killer of Top Shot was the lack of an auction button and an offer button. Because people don't realize, and I think the more we do these episodes, the true beauty is it that we speak with so many people offline and online. And we, we learn and you need in today's day and age to build a platform, in my opinion, then incentivizes holders, investors, and day traders. I think if you hit all three of those buckets, you're set collectors, people that are willing to just hold long-term, you know, make sure that they're happy. That's your core. Yep. Then investors, people that are, you know, willing to hold, but willing to flip and then day traders, instant, 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 in and out. And if you have a product, a feature, a functionality for those three groups, your product's going to be so successful. Defensive rebounding. People underestimate how important that is. So in the NBA, we talk about defense and offense, right? Who are the best defensive teams? Who are the best offensive teams? Cage, who, who do you think are the best three offensive teams and best three and best three defensive teams? Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, put you on the spot. You don't have to be like. I don't know. I would think you know, offensive. You, you probably think the best offensive teams are maybe the Nets, maybe the Warriors, and like the Suns and the Jazz, like those guys, right? And then I would think defensive. Am accurate. I am I okay? You're accurate. You accurate. Warriors, Jazz, perfect. Yep. Okay, but I will bet you that defensive rebounding. The, the Jazz are probably up towards the top of that also. I mean, Rudy Gobert is a machine. Um, you know. And, and I like that you included defensive rebounding in defense because a lot of people don't realize that that is a part of defense. How good is your defense if you can't rebound the ball, right? Well, you give the other team more shots, right? You know, these most of the guys in, in the NBA, they shoot, you know, 40-something percent from the field or, you know, high 30s if they're bad. Um, you know, some of them shoot 30-something percent from three-pointers. Some of them shoot close to 40. You give people another shot at that, you kick it out with offensive rebound, you don't get defensive rebound, you give them a team an extra possession, you know, and, and they track that, like how often, how many possessions you score. If you're defensive rebounding, you're limiting the possessions of the other team and creating a possession for yourself. It's, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, right? And that's my play. My play today is a guy, I like this guy a lot. Um, he honestly, mysteriously, I don't understand why he doesn't get more attention and more love. He's been kind of a journeyman guy in the NBA, Ooh, but everywhere he's been, he's been this. successful. Yeah. Like he played for the Clippers, incredible off the bench, played for the Lakers, didn't get more play, which made no sense to me. Went to the Wizards and this Wizards team is going to be a playoff team. And the guy I'm talking about is Montrez Harrell. 
And it's like a very interesting play, but the guy is quietly putting up insane stats, Cage. So he plays – let me give you the per 36 minutes, okay? 21.9 points a game, 22 points a game. One block, three assists, 10.7 rebounds, 80% free throw percentage, 66% from the two, from uh, two-point percentage, field goal percentage. He obviously doesn't shoot threes. Dude, and he's he's energizer off the bench. He's and a great six-man contender every year. Six-man and. It's a weird play because obviously he's not on the category of any of the guys we've really talked about. But this is a guy whose cards cage are $20 for his PSA 10, $15 for his PSA 10. So it's one of those that like your risk is so low. But if he makes the all-star game, if the Wizards are, you know, in a big playoff game and he puts up 20 and 25 which he has capable he could do he could put up a 20 and 25 game and that card goes to 50 dollars. you were in so early so that's kind of how i'm seeing it i don't think he's going to get the attention luca does or trey or anyone even close not even jjj but dude 15 dollars for his psa 10 2015 guys all-star playoff team wizards are top three right now in the east i thought it was a little bit diff- different i've been enjoying watching this wizards team this season Listen, I love it. I think it's a great play. I hope he wins MVP because I think I have his Panini Digital Gold Vinyl one of one. And when I got it, I was like, oh, come on. This guy. That's not the card you want a gold vinyl of, but like if you could get his PSA 10 for basically pennies on the dollar, $12 for a PSA 10. My gold vinyl is a PSA 10. It doesn't matter. There's only one of them. It doesn't matter what's graded. There's only one. But I get what you're saying. And listen, good for you, man. The board man gets paid. You know, that's how this works. Board man gets paid. Right, Dude, so he plays hard every single night. Yeah, he's scrappy. He definitely is. You know, I mean, if I was starting like an NBA fight league, I'd put him in it. You know, you smack, you smack your your favorite, the Marquise brothers, around a little bit. You smack him around a bit. You know, <laughs> but did you expect him to put up that number, those points per game? No, no, but because he's a six man, so you you do expect he starts that. them. He starts really? them. Oh, yeah, he starts them. Like no, then I definitely did. I, I expected those numbers because I figured he comes in, he's playing against the, the second team, and you know he's coming into you know they expect him to put a little bit of a, of a shot off the bench. That's cool, man. I mean, listen, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? And and you know, uh, not a lot of people buy a Montrez Harrell, um, the big man, which he is. Don't really get a lot of love. You know, I famously you know thought that Andre Drummond because he was putting up twenty ten every game was a way to go, and his stats are awesome. But nobody loves Andre Drummond. He's boring. You made money on Andre Drummond. I did. He comes, you're actually right, Cage. He comes off the bench. He started yesterday because Gafford was out. But, dude, he's he does dominate off the bench. He does dominate off the bench. But still, I mean, listen, I like the play. And, you know, he's one of those guys that could be a six-man, multiple six-man-a-year award and, you know, in the playoffs and relevant. And you're buying his cards really cheap. I have um, – if I'm allowed, can I jump into my play? We'll keep it NBA and we yeah. can wrap it up. If you guys listen through the star, the star stock part of this and listen through this, I I love my play today. It was one of those where, <clears throat> guys, you know I love you, right? You know I love Luka Nation. You know I love you. But I thought to myself that this might this. be the kind of play that might be prison lunchroom. You know, put your tray in front of you and get your arms around the cornbread. Don't let anybody steal your cornbread. You know, you put your arms around it. You don't let anybody reach over and take this play. I was going to keep it all to myself. I was keeping it. I'm like, you know what? That's not who we are. So I don't own this card. 
And I'm going to go through with you guys how I got to this card and why I think this card is undervalued where it is now and, and why I think it's a buy now. Um, so we did um, we did a play yesterday in the NBA, and I gave LeBron rookies. I said, all right, you know what? You know, Andrew hates LeBron, and, uh, you know, he wants to punch LeBron in the nose, and he gets hate mail over it and all this stuff. But 03, Upper Deck. Easily our most commented YouTube video. I mean, it's crazy, right? So, But you were able to get – a hundred bucks for LeBron rookie in two thousand three Upper Deck. You know there are many many versions of his card, and 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 it shouldn't surprise that many people because he was the promise, he was the truth, he was the the Zion, the King, the Chosen One. He was all of it coming out in. We are, we're, we're all witnesses. Of you know greatness. we are all witnesses to his greatness exactly, and and even you, man, he is great. Um, so it shouldn't surprise anyone. They were box sets and complete sets and all of these things. Plus, you know, basketball cards were basketball cards back then. You know, you had all these great sets. And anyway, so I started thinking to myself, Andrew oh my. doesn't like LeBron, but he Who does like Andrew. Not like he does like <laughs> Steph Curry. And I don't really have much in the way of Curry. And but Curry came out in 09 and he wasn't the truth, right? He wasn't the promise, right? He he was a lower pick. I mean, not not lower in and of itself, but he just he wasn't the number one pick coming out, even though he had a great college career at Davidson. Curry was the seventh pick, I think, right? So I started looking. Hey, you know, in 09, Upper Deck and Panini were there. And guys, so what's funny is I'm talking now to our longtime listeners. You guys know we gave, I personally gave Steph Curry cards last year. PSA 10 of his prestige rookies, you know, the, the ones that are even in his Davidson uniform. There's two of them out there. And we gave them, they were like 150, 200 bucks, right? So I figured, all right, you know what? Let me look at those. Maybe they came down. Maybe they're still in the same range. And that's a way to get a Curry in your collection, right? And I'm like, oh, let me find that. And I look at them and I couldn't believe what they sold for. I couldn't believe how much they've gone up since we talked about them. And that's not. That's not, oh, I'm right. That's not, oh, wow, you got to be really good and be. That's buying a low end Steph Curry PSA 10 last year. And he obviously is playing more like Steph Curry this year. And you could have made money buying that card because it's basically double where it was when we gave it last year. So I start looking and I'm like, there are no cards. Like, I'm like, do I do this $300 card? This, this $300 upper deck draft edition rookie of him? That's it's it, it, it looks pretty ugly and nobody really loves draft. The draft's all right. I thought, you know what? If I'm gonna do a draft, maybe I'll keep it cheaper. Maybe I'll do like a hundred dollar one. There's gotta be one. And I I started looking, I realized that 0910 upper deck draft, so rookie upper deck draft, they made a tri-card. Three rookies from the draft class on the card, which is cool. In basketball, that's it's actually okay. Right, you know, Magic and Bird had uh, three people on a card. We've seen that cool three-person card with Bosch, LeBron, and and wait. And I'm like, all right, so you can get a Curry, and it's like, you know, one sold yesterday, actually two days ago now, November seventeenth, one hundred thirteen fifty, and it was you know Steph Curry, the seventh pick. He's right there on the top of the card, and there are two other rookies in the card. Right, it's Flynn, right, right. So. So I'm looking at it here. This is MFC 113.50. I'm looking at this. It's a PSA 10. It's got Maynard and Flint. So it's got the 20th pick, the 6th pick, and Curry, the 7th pick. Talk about a, a mistake, man. Johnny Flynn at the 6th pick ahead of Steph Curry at the 7th. Dude, Johnny Flynn was a Syracuse. He was legend. great out of Cuse, man. He was great out of Cuse, but come on now. Obviously not. So I start looking at that, and I'm like, 
that's interesting. So the, the try card, but I start looking and I see one that has Ricky Rubio in it. And I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. I remember this draft class. I know somebody else who's in this draft class. And wouldn't you know it, $295 this week. Not crazy, not a killer price. But if you own this one, so again, November 17th, this one sold. It's got three guys on it. It's got three three top draft picks in here, right? And everybody loves. I mean, you can't go wrong with Gerald Henderson, right? I mean, you love Gerald Henderson is not what you're buying it for. This okay. card, it's draft edition, 2009 upper deck draft edition, D-C-H-H. H for Henderson, C for Curry, the other H for none other than Mr. Harden. Now, you have a rookie card now of Steph Curry. But you get the add-on of James Harden on it. Now, maybe you don't love Harden. Maybe you think Harden is 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 silly. There's one. Look at this. I'm talking about PSA 10. PSA 10 of this. $295. 295. 19 bids sold on the 17th. Less than two nights ago. Okay? I'm talking about that card. 295. And here's why. What do you think that card sells for if you got the Nets against the Warriors in the finals? Or just as the playoffs start, and both of those teams are in the playoffs. There's one, two ninety nine, right? I mean, that's uh, I don't know if that's the right guys in it. It's very small, but but point being, that's, you got, Johnny Flynn. that's the Flynn one, right? So 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 I'm telling you, this one I saw this one. I'm like, all right, you got to seek this one out. Maybe you find it at a show. Maybe you find it on eBay. Maybe it's another auction. Two ninety five, two thousand nine, Upper Deck Draft Edition, Curry and Harden, cool card. Just like a real cool card. Are you muted? I want I wanted to hear your reaction, man. I wanted to hear what your thought was on this. I was I was giving you the floor. I muted myself because I wanted to hear you tell me, Cage, you're an idiot. Cage, why would hell would anybody buy this card? Steph Curry looks like a Martian. You know, I mean those 09 cards are they're hideous. You know, like he looks silly and everyone hates Harden. I'm waiting for you. To, you know, I'm waiting for your reaction. Or, or Cage, this is brilliant. Everybody is sitting back here waiting for the 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 Warriors Nets finals now, and you found for less than three hundred dollars a PSA ten rookie of both Harden and Curry, two MVPs on the same card with a bonus of Gerald Henderson. <laughs> if I could be honest, I'm enjoying you referring to yourself in the third person, kind of having a conversation with yourself. Yeah, well, this is what I do when you don't speak. <laughs> You know, I could be a dentist. I like pulling teeth. Ba-boom. What's, what's your dentist name? Crentist? My, my dentist, his name is Ritter. R-I-T-T-E-R. It's the Ritter oh. family practice. I'm sure it's really probably like... R is a menacing sound. That's why I call it murder. Or Rittenowski was probably his name before I changed it. Um, but, you know, look, it is what it is. But he's currently Dr. Ritter. Nice, nice dentist. Kids like him. He's got a good bedside manner. But when I think of dentists, I think of Little Shop of Horrors. Great song in that if you've never seen it. You'll be a dentist. People will pay you for bringing them pain. You'll be a dentist. That's yeah, not what dentists do. They, keep, they make your teeth straight and have, make you have a good smile. Well, that's more orthodontist. But yes. No, the straightening is more orthodontist. I wonder when the set, like when it's split. No, dude, this is, this is a play, but dude, your thought process is... Um, I tr- now that we've done this for 500 episodes... 
you realize, you know, what it is people who listen to you really want. And it isn't the place because nobody's going to be able to buy every single play. Correct. It's to learn and to have the belief in yourself that how to find these plays yeah. or how to search, right? You know, how to see- seek and you shall find it, they say in, in these uh, very intelligent readings and books. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> teaching people how to seek. I mean, you're right. And what's fun about this, we do these prep for our episodes. You know, I try to find these plays. I have an idea where I want to look and then, you know, where the research takes me. I didn't even know this card existed. I didn't even know this card existed. And think about that. If you don't know it existed, then the demand is probably lower. People will start to know this exists. I found another one. That, you know, it also, this, the last one of these looks like it sold, you know, cheap in September. I'm sure if you find it, it would probably go up a little bit. This depends. If you're more of a vintage guy, you're more of a guy who likes like the older stuff. Um, what pick was Dwayne Wade? Fifth. He was the fifth pick. Are you sure? Yep. Five. So now I'm, I'm, I'm. I find it weird then that they put these guys together on a card. But I, I, like I said, while I was doing research, I found a really cool card that I also didn't know existed. It's a 2009 playoff contenders. Dwayne Wade, Steph Curry, round numbers. So it's a Steph rookie. And Dwayne Wade's on it. And it's cool because even though it's contenders, in 09, this thing looks like a prism card. I'd love it. Could you try to pull this thing up? You know, that'd be cool. So if you type in eBay, 2009 contenders round numbers, and then just write Wade and Curry. 2009 contenders round numbers, Wade, Curry. I got to tell you, I'm surprised Wade doesn't get more love. But this is cool. I mean, this is cool. Round numbers, I thought maybe they were drafted at the same pick. I had to pick the cheapest and best player available kind of like if that combo wade to me is it's he's head and shoulders it's crazy to me that the market hasn't caught up because this is a guy who's incredibly charismatic yeah look at that he's in culture he's accomplished he's won he's beloved by his fan base he's beloved by culture i can't think of a single thing you guys could tell me in the comments what why doesn't the nba market uh Look at Wade as one of the greatest of all time and price him as such. Do you see? Yeah, I mean, it's like wheel? a silver shiny kind of card. You see? Yeah, it's a cool card. I like this card a lot. See, it looks like prism almost. It looks like a shiny kind of like you know chrome type of card, even it's though it's very contenders. cool card. And I saw that while I was researching. It one sold PSA ten for three hundred and five dollars. Hmm. You go to completed auction, but like I said, that was in September. Doesn't look like it comes up that often for auction, but that's a cool looking card at the back. Like, you know, it's got the two of these guys. Very cool. And guys, there's not a lot of cards out there that are Panini with a Curry Warriors jersey. It's right. it's actually super interesting to see because like you have that prestige card, but a lot of his cards, and even I think the Bowman one, I don't think he's a wearing a Warriors jersey. I think he's still wearing his Davidson shirt. A lot of them have college. You can't stuff. see it, but yeah. yeah. A lot of them have the college stuff. A lot of them do have the Davidson jersey. This was just another cool one. I mean, that's and that's what you're talking about, the process. Maybe you like How, this. Uh, who who talked about Curry, you know, maybe just like right before season started? Was there any listen, I will tell you this. You were on the Warriors, mostly because you thought Clay was gonna come back and really light it up, but you were on the Warriors before anybody. You were. You were you said the Warriors were gonna come back and surprise a lot of people. Um you know, you got to go back and listen to our NBA preview. But yeah, you you definitely you were high on the Warriors, hundred percent. Hundred. Did you see what he did to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the fourth quarter yesterday? Yeah, but you know, it's the Cavs. I mean, like I could do that to a high school team too. Cavs are a high school team. <laughs> Cavs are one of the best teams in the NBA on both on the offense and defense. I know in in uh, in per thirty six minutes. 
<laughs> you hate that stat. <laughs> well, nobody. Maybe, maybe that's why else. Rips won't respond to you, and he responded nobody, to me. He didn't respond to me. Rips, if you're out there, where is the white club treatment for the V friends? Literally no legendary episode with the first episode of Rips. So a lot of you guys don't know the story. So Adam Rips is a 17 or 18, I guess, year old, just high school student who is he doesn't one of the smartest age. kids. A podcast age. Yeah. He doesn't age. He's one 12. One of the smartest still. kids I've, I've <laughs> known. And he's he got into cards since he was 12 and just killed the game. But we, we've interacted on Instagram groups for like the last two years before, you know, we met him. And his profile is not a stick picture it's like a black square or black circle it looks like a business rips cards it looks like a, somebody who has like a, yeah. a, a breaking company or something and he talks in those groups like a 40 50 year old educated man like i was like dude this guy's smart like i was like what does he do and we we're like hey do you want to come on the show and we sent him an invite he hops on and cage and i both like join and he's already in we admit him to the room and then you see a 17 year old kid and according to him, he says that was when he was discovered. That was the first podcast he's ever done. And I was like, how has nobody else asked this kid with this guy to be on a show? Like he has a million dollar Giannis collection. So I think a lot of it was probably he didn't want to let people know that he was that young. You know, it's tough when you're building up a you know a rep in, in sports and stuff. People think you can people think you can take advantage of a kid. Obviously, no one's taking advantage of rips. But you have rips, no response back. I was gonna buy uh, you know, a, a a courageous cougar or a perceptive puma. And out of all of the V friends, which one speaks to you the most? Like the the uh, adjective. Consistent. Consistent cougar. Consistent. I like perceptive puma. I think like I'm perceptive. I see things when people are throwing them down, even when they're not. Perceptive puma is a nice one. Uh, honest, honest honeybee is a nice one. Can you tell I've done my research on the uh, on the offerings? Honest honeybee. Because you can That's name two one. of them? You didn't no, I mean, you asked me which adjectives. I can name probably a hundred of them, but not all of them jive with my personality. What? Which one do you like? What jives with your personality? I think you're a reliable rabbit. All right. How about a sharing <laughs> squirrel? Dude, you don't share anything. We're up to you. <laughs> Do you want we're people to, to listen you. to our conversations when we're trying to bring somebody onto the team? Sharing squirrel. I'm trying to think what else. Hmm. How about for you? I don't know. Annoying oh. ant eater. No, the ant is accountable. Countable ant. Countable. Right? And there's, there's other ones too, man. There's there's lots of good stuff. There's some there's animals I've never even heard of. There's like, a, there's like a like a hot shit something. <laughs> so here are the plays, guys. You have Montres Harrell twelve dollars for his PSA ten from 2015. Uh, you have the Steph Curry. Where? Let me find it here because I don't. What, what is it? Cage again? 2009. Yep. Curry, Harden, Gerald Henderson. Yes. Yes. And you. I mean, you don't want to do it without Gerald Henderson. He is the bonus. Right, it's, well, it's you can't cut the bottom off. That's true. <laughs> it's 2009 upper deck draft. Steph Curry and Harden rookies. Yes, it's number D dash C H H in PSA 10. 300 yep. bucks, 295. And, and really, maybe the best one of all the three is the 2009 uh, contenders round numbers. Steph Curry and Wade. That was that's... tough to find in in PSA 10. Not a lot of them yep. sell, but there are some raw ones, nice condition. They look like it's a cool looking card. 
it's just listen for the same the same reason, right? You want to get some curry in your portfolio. Why the hell not? You know, it's the deal. Real quick for our NFT crypto lovers, we have a new show called Crypto Casuals. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. It's pretty fucking sick. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it is, and it's in its early days, and I think it's gonna keep getting better. Real quick, Cage, like you guys had an episode. So totally beefcake. I am so totally beefcake. Step one: steal underpants. Step three: make profit. That's the underwear normal, but yes. Uh, yes, 100. percent No, you say it's fucking awesome. Me. That's what you said. And I don't curse that often, so I'm repeating you. But yeah, you remind me of Carton. Like, I am so totally beefcake. Mm. They respect me. What, what do you think of the current NFT uh, crypto market? It's rebounding. It's definitely rebounding. But you know, I mean, the the truth is, some of the ones that are um, you know cheaply priced are impacted uh, negatively um, by gas prices. You know, so you have to be kind of smart when you buy. Um, somebody who's looking to buy something for a thousand dollars will be more willing to eat a hundred or hundred and twenty dollar gas fee because it's only ten or twelve percent. You know, they're more likely to do that than somebody who's looking to buy a hundred and fifty or two hundred dollar uh, NFT that's got a hundred, hundred fifty dollar gas because now you're you're basically you know almost doubling the cost or you're adding fifty, sixty percent fee on top. So. You know, that's one of those things that's got to get worked out in the space. Um, and uh, I think that's the only thing kind of holding some some projects down. I've seen a lot of, a lot of stuff move up recently, though. A lot of stuff. I mean, God. do you think uh, NFTs are stealing cards thunder? Like cards are a little bit flat recently. No, I think the seasons have been stealing the, the, the cards thunder. I think that the performance on the field, I think that honestly, I think a lot of the auction houses are are more busy carving out their space in the sandbox than promoting the cards themselves. I think that's had a negative impact. And we can do an entire episode on this if you really want to pick my brain on it. But while PWCC is planting their flag and promoting their auctions and Golden is out there planting their flag and promoting their auctions and eBay still doing their stuff and certain consignments doing theirs and whatnot and Loop and Starstock who we just had on. Unfortunately, this decentralization of the cards makes it harder for some of the people to aggregate the sales data. Sales happen. You don't know about them. You know, and, and what I'll tell you, one of the cool things with Golden was there was a reason why a lot of those prices were so high. People were just expecting, okay, if it's high in a card, we'll go to Golden and look for it. Um, we'll PWCs and look for it. Some other auction houses have the same cards. They sell cheaper. I mean, check out... A lot of people think Rob Go is just the Mantle card, the Mantle PSA 9, but he, a couple months ago, bought a PSA 10 Magic Bird for like a third of what it's selling for in, in, the, in the last golden auction because he bought it from an auction house that probably nobody was looking at. So there's something to be said also about the, um, you know, the, the, the decentralization. We've spoken about this. And, you know, it'll take some time and there's some growing pains when you layer on that, that there's just so many places to buy your cards and get your data from. Um, it's it's uh, it's straining for people who are using this. You know, it's much easier. OK, I'm going to go on eBay and find my stuff. And once a month, there's these big auctions. Now it's eBay monthly auction here, monthly auction there. You know, there were two auctions that ended last night. Did you know that? Did you know, heritage auctions ended last night. Uh, um, not love of the game. Just collect auction and the last like there are collector auctions. There's any people don't even know about them, right? So there's just there's a little fatigue, I think, from the collector. And when you layer on that, you tell me what storyline is exciting in sports. Is it that Bryce Harper and Shohei Otani won the MVP? 
they were kind of foregone conclusions and they're announcing them like it's what feels like a month after the season ended because it's a month after the season ended. And basketball, Curry's a cool story and all, but for some reason, people aren't really buying in. Maybe his cards have gone up a little bit, but it's not like they were low. You know, there's no diamond in the rough that's come out of kind of out of nowhere. I haven't heard a story about any of these rookies. For all the bluster I heard about the rookie class and how it's going to be great to buy wax this year because these rookie class is the greatest rookie class since forever, who's, 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 who's doing well? That's just a sales tactic from an LCS. I mean, it's Kate Cunningham, you know, knocking the, you know, knocking his socks off. Jalen Green, Evan, Evan Mobley, Evan Mobile, even that, even I mean, playing Cleveland, you know, I mean, you know, but even that, I mean, are you, are you, are you chasing down Scotty Barnes cards or Suggs cards or whatever it is? No, basketball, mm-hmm. it's been parody. LeBron, I told you, his ass is hurt. He's how down. much of it is football? The same thing. How much of it is Evan Mobley, Cleveland, Jalen Suggs, Orlando, Cade Cunningham, Detroit? It's a lot. Scotty Barnes, Toronto versus I mean Zion was such a big brand. It's a lot, but if they're Siberia. good enough, but if they're good enough, yeah. Tell me what about Minnesota and Charlotte led to everybody wanting to buy Lamelo and Anthony Edwards cards last year? Those are shit markets. So so and they still carried the day in basketball, right? They still played well. Melo was a great story last year, and he's he's playing great. We had fourteen assists the other night. I mean, he's you know he's 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 playing really well. But the point is, you the last layer to this is people have started to get hurt as well, right? And maybe you come back, but football this season, Mahomes was human. And and that kind of, I think, also shakes some of what we all thought was a given to its core. You know, people thought you invest in Mahomes. That's like an untouchable. That's like a safety deposit box. Like that is, and it's not true. Even though he's had some accomplishments, he's not infallible right and maybe he, maybe he wins the Super Bowl this year and then people who stuck with him or people who bought him in a dip are 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 rewarded for that but the lesson people are learning is that what you think is is blue chip might not be you know just because you've been around for a couple months doesn't make you a blue chip with world of women so Josh Allen investors maybe they take a pause because of that because he hasn't done anything compared to what Mahomes done Lamar Jackson won an MVP so obviously pause there so sounds Luca. to me, guys, like the best investment once again is Lucas Tiger's NFTs because here we're not blue chips, Cage and I. We don't pretend to be, but we're relentless and we don't stop working. And I think our community, people who've worked with us and no longer do, can attest that we go above and beyond to deliver value through our shows, do value outside through our Discord and giveaways and things like that, and access, getting people in, you know. We do get a lot of opportunities with our partners and businesses. They come to us and say, we have this opportunity, this. We want to pass that on to our community, and we try to do so. So we're really excited. The Mint Collective, guys, it's going to be a show in Vegas in January. Let us know in the comments. Are any of you guys planning to go? I know Drake is. I think Guillaume is. Uh, I know you know the big headliners are. And go one step s- further. If you're thinking about going, but you're, you have some hesitation, and you're like, well, maybe I'd go, but I'm not going to go. Message us. Tell us what the what the stumbling blocks to you attending the Mint Collective are going to be. So Andrew and I are both going to be there. We know some people from our community are. If you go on Twitter, you see the you know the card ladder guys, you know, Josh and, and Chris and Christina. They're all going to be there. I shouldn't say card ladder guys. The card ladder team. Um, my apologies, Christina. Um, they're all going to be there. We're going to be speaking. Josh Luber was announced. You know, going to be speaking. Um, it looks like a really cool event. So I'd be curious. You know, if if you were like on the fence, 
you know, what is it that's kind of, you know, being hesitate, you know, hesitation to going? And maybe we can bring that up to Collectible and let them know, hey, by the way, Luca Nation, you know, this is what they're telling we're, us. This, shoot. We're working with them to do some giveaways and stuff like th this for our audience. So just wink, wink, nod, nod, guys. Uh, reach out to us because we, we do want to see a lot of people from our community there. It's fucking Vegas. I mean, honestly, you could say the show is going to be incredible given the wait. lineup you mentioned. I can't wait. Dude, Wayne like, Newton, man. I'm a, uh, I, Wayne Newton is the best. Sports book, amazing food, beautiful people, awesome nightlife, awesome day life, gambling, excitement. Dude, the, it's, I, I, I'm going to go to the buffet. I'm going to go see the Blue Man group. I'm going to see, uh, you know, and then you and I. I'm going to go to the buffet. I, I'm a wolf, and we're a wolf pack. But with you, our wolf pack will be a wolf pack of two. And it's going to be awesome. We'll see Wayne Dude, Newton. We're going to be rolling pretty deep. We got Wayne some Newton. Um, Manny, Manny's already booked his flight and his uh, stay. He's bringing the family. We're bringing a videographer, a produ producer. We're bringing my my squad is coming. We got we got everyone there. I mean, we see one of those like Cirque du Soleil shows. That's cool, dude. Have you ever seen Cirque du Soleil? You no, know, like a Cirque du Soleil. No, I've never seen Ka or any of their performances. It's um, it, it's incredible. Like it's it blows. I your know mind it's good. You want to know how I know people it's good? Can do. Because they have it at Disney, and anything worth doing, they have it at Disney. So you haven't that. done it. You haven't gone. I have. What you, I was making a joke, man. What you, I, I even named the one that I saw a car. Oh. It's okay. It's all right. I love you. The, the group loves you. Only half the There's, people listening got it. The their 50, naming, 50, their naming is really car. Yeah, I, I don't get the name. It's a set de soleil. You know, it's it's good stuff. And I'm trying to think what else. You can spend some time looking at the fountains at the Bellagio. No one wants to do that. I'm just telling you what old people do when they're there. You know, this is what I do. I'm really, I'm really old. 22 to 45. But I'm old, you know. I, this is what we need. Me, Andrew, Manny. That's three. We're going to need another 11 Luca Nation members and a videographer. And we're going to film Ocean's 14. <laughs> they haven't done that one yet, have they? No. Okay, good. So let's Dude, go. They're so good. Ocean's <laughs> 11 was really good. Ocean's 14 starring Andrew. Done. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. Listen, this was fun. We'll let you all go, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Another episode in the books. Thanks for listening, because if you didn't listen, we'd be talking to no one. And who wants <laughs> to do that? So, thanks, guys. What not? 10 a.m. Sunday. Peace. This episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze was brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color-coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe, Ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.